It's time for a Swedish Fika with some Swedish fun facts with your host, Pixel Pia. Welcome to Swedish Fika, the podcast where I take a closer look at Sweden and Swedes. I will share some habits and traditions that might seem strange, funny, and sometimes even crazy in the eyes of all non-Swedes. All done with lots of love for my native country and fellow Swedes. In today's episode, I want to talk about Swedes' ambivalent relationships with alcohol or the drunken Swede. You can keep up with everything from a Swedish fika on a swedishfika.com or on Facebook or Instagram as a Swedish fika. And you can reach Pixelpia at pixelpia at a swedishfika.com. my last two episodes, I have talked about the silent Swede and how the law of Jante has affected us and our way of being. But there is an opposite side to that, and that is the drunk Swede. But us Swedes have a very ambivalent relationship to alcohol. And before I give you some examples of drunk Swede, Let's talk a little bit about our relationship with alcohol in general. For example, in Sweden you can only buy alcohol that has a higher alcohol volume percent than 3.5% at Systembolaget, or Systemet as it's called in general terms. And that is the state-owned liquor store. Of course, you can also buy your alcoholic beverage at restaurants, pubs, and bars. But there is no alcohol sold at grocery stores, and there are no privately owned liquor stores. Alcohol is very expensive in Sweden, both to buy at Systemet and as well at a restaurant or a bar. In Sweden, we are usually very restrictive about drinking if we are going to work the next day. So Sunday till Thursday is usually not a drinking day. You might have a beer or a glass of wine with dinner or after work, but you rarely see Swedes party or get drunk on a work day. But on Friday and Saturday, on the other hand, especially if you are going out with friends, you are almost expected to drink and to drink a lot, to get drunk. We even have a saying that it's very common, and it goes something like this in English. Of course, you can have fun without drinking, but who wants to take the chance? Sweden also have very strict laws when it comes to drinking and driving. 0.02 blood alcohol percent is a crime. 
0.03% blood alcohol will lead to losing your driver's license for a year. And if you get so drunk and get behind the wheel and you have 1.0 blood alcohol level, you go to jail. So a couple of tips if you ever plan on visiting Sweden and you want to have a drink, you have to plan ahead. The only place you can buy alcohol beverage over 3.5% is Systembolaget. And they are only open Monday to Friday 9 to 6 and Saturdays 9 to 3. You can buy some lower level alcoholic drink like light beer and cider at the grocery store, but they are all under 3.5% alcohol volume. So plan ahead if you want to get a drink. And I would recommend that you go to Systembolaget Monday through Thursday. I have worked at Systembolaget for many years back in Sweden, and Fridays and Saturdays are mobbed. Long lines. You also have to be prepared to show your ID, some kind of identification. The drinking laws in Sweden are to buy something at Systembolaget 20 years. But I know since I worked there that the recommendation to ask for identification is if you look 25 or younger. And the thought behind this is accessibility age. If you are 20, it's not too far-fetched that you have friends that are younger than 20 and they could get accessibility to alcohol through you if we ask for ID at 20. That's why it's recommended to ask everybody buying alcohol at Systembolaget for ID if you look like you are 25 or younger. If you are buying one of those lower alcohol level drinks like light beer or cider at a grocery store, the age for buying those is 18 years. And the same if you go to a restaurant or a bar or a club. The drinking age is 18 years. You should also know that in most municipals in Sweden, drinking in public is not allowed. And you can be fined up to 500 Swedish crown, or when I'm recording this, around $60, if you get caught drinking alcohol in a public space. As I said, in Sweden, alcohol is very expensive. One reason for this is that about 60% of the price is actual taxes. Taxes are this high as a way to keep alcohol consumption low. And of course, Sweden, as every other country, have problems with alcohol-related diseases and addiction. It is estimated that around 4.4% of all Swedes have either alcohol-related diseases or 
an addiction to alcohol. The same number over here in the US where alcohol is cheaper and easier to get your hands on is 6%. There has been attempt to cancel the monopoly that Sustainbolaget is and start selling alcohol through regular private-owned liquor stores. But that has never gone through because Systembolaget is another way of trying to keep the alcohol consumption as low as possible. So now, let's take a look at the drunken sweet. Of course, no matter what nationality you are, if you drink too much, you behave in a different way. But what's so special about the Swedes is the contrast between our normal behavior, the behavior that is very much colored by the law of Jante, and the mentality among Swedes. The contrast between that behavior, the Monday to Thursday behavior, and what happens when we drink is so big. So let me give you a couple of examples. The sober Swede is quiet and don't want to draw attention to themselves. The drunk Swede is loud. He or she chants and shouts. The sober Swede will take no part in sensitive discussions about politics or other social issues. The drunk Swede, on the other hand, has opinions about everything. But very often they say something that could be controversial and they guard themselves by adding, I'm just joking. They are definitely not afraid of sharing their opinion on all types of topics. The sober Swede stays away from the dance floor and dancing in general, with one exception, and that is midsummer. When you see all Swedes, drunk or sober, making fools of themselves, dancing like little frogs around the midsummer time. But more on that when we talk about holidays. Normally, the sober Swede don't dance. The drunk Swede find themselves in the center of the dance floor, inventing dance moves that nobody has seen before. As I said, the sober Swede don't talk very much. The drunk Swede can usually don't keep quiet. They talk, they have opinions, and even if they don't have an opinion, they keep on talking. The sober Swede usually dress very proper and quite muted to blend in. The drunk Swede has a tendency to remove their clothes one layer at a time, especially during the warmer summer months. So when a Swede starts to drink, they very often forget everything about the law of Jante and their normal behavior as quiet and not drawing attention to themselves. 
they let loose in a way that do the most of drawing attention to them. And this usually leads to the day after. Many Swedes feel really anxious when they are hangover. We even have a specific word for this in Swedish. It's called fylle ångest, drunk anxiety. So as you can see, we have a very ambivalent relationship to alcohol. On one hand, you don't get drunk if you're going to work the next day. On the other hand, when the weekend comes, especially if you go out with some friends, you are expected to drink and expected to get a little drunk. When you are out with your friends and start drinking, the normal so silent Swede gets very talkative. They get loud, opinionated, and draw a lot of attention to themselves. This, in turn, leads to the next day, when the law of Jante hit them on the head like Thor's hammer Mjolnir, and not only give the hangover Swede a terrible headache, we are filled with anxiety, or as we say, fylle ångest. Even though we have this very strange relationship with alcohol, in Swedish there are more than 30 different words describing being drunk in different stages. More than 30 different words. We also have a very peculiar habit, especially when it's holidays and we share a meal together to sing songs, especially if we are having, for example, herring, which is very common, and we are drinking snaps, which is like a little shot of alcohol, usually aquavit, but also vodka or something else strong. We sing these snaps visor, and after singing, we use the word skål, which means shares. And as I talked about before, Swedes don't often look you straight in the eyes. It's part of our way of being a little drawn back. But after singing your snaps visa, you lift your glass and you look everybody in the eyes and say, skål, before you drink. I can't say that I hope that you understand the drunken Swede a little bit better today. Because I am actually having a hard time understanding us myself. But I can say that I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did so, that you will share it with someone you think would get something out of it. Until next time, as we say in Sweden. Hej då!